I got injured in December 2020. I saw that video on Pornhub. <laughs> Another announcement I want to make. I've committed just for the year of 2023 to not be gay. That's for the I'm, year. For, I'm not going to be gay. How great would it be if I'm saying this, saying all this right now, and then you find out tomorrow I killed myself in my hotel room. <laughs> like, I hung myself right off the balcony. Ah, fuck. Johnny is like like 100% like Nadav gay. Gay, Super gay, gay, gay. Like, gay. you know it as soon as you see it. You were like, that guy's got cum dripping out of his ass. Ah. <laughs> 100%. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. He's back. I mean, you really at this point don't need an introduction, but We'll just go ahead and say it. The Right Intention Wrong Move Tour is going. You can get tickets right now at chrisdcomedy.com. Give it up for Chris DiStefano, everybody. Hello. In the house. What's up, We're everybody? Good What's to see you. Tom. Yeah. First of all, I just want to start by telling you, I know we got you know the glasses on. I will get to it. I've gone completely insane. I mean. I've completely lost my mind. It's a different thing. What's going on with looks me? Looks like the kid's been making money. Is I mean, what it dude, looks like. Looks yeah. like you served time. Yeah. But when you got out, there was a bag waiting for yeah. you. Yeah. I almost, I, literally, you just had David Cross on, and I'm such a big David Cross fan, and I almost walked up and went, what's up, Jew boy? <laughs> like, Because <laughs> with these Jesus. glasses on, it's just what happens, yeah. you know? Like, you just think you can get away with anything, and... And but I want to tell you first. First of all, I haven't seen you in a while. You look fantastic. Oh, thanks, okay? man. Okay, dude, fucking Tommy Tess is my favorite Tommy. <laughs> I literally love, dude. Testosterone. No, this, this thing is too big, man. Bro, you look, you look great. You really look great. And I want to get into it right away. Yes. I want to say, I want to say that um, uh, September twenty second, I'm doing Radio City September. musical. I mean, in New York, in New York, Radio City. So you can get that's the big time, that's especially the big one. for a New York kid. For Come a New on. York kid, it's all about you do Radio, Radio City. C you don't make shit, but it's the prestige Th play. Yeah, that's the thing. Who wants to sell fifty five hundred tickets and not really get paid? You do Radio City Music Radio Hall. Radio City buddy. Music Hall, and yeah. and with all the free tickets I have to give, give away to my family and friends, I'm going to lose money. Actually, oh, you're going to lose show. money. Yeah. But I don't care. It's an honor. It's like the thing to do because yeah. it's all like the goals to MSG. And I want to say thank you to you because i genuinely mean this i i said this the last time my fan base has started to increase and my ticket sales increase after i've started coming on your show and we... now i know there's always some like there's groups of people in my show that i know you know the only way they can come is by sticking pencil lead in their dick yeah. and i know that they're your fans and <laughs> and because of that i got you a gift oh shit. i wanted you to fucking know wow. that i'm about it i got you a gift whoa get out of here Holy shit. 
Look at that, baby. Man, I don't know if you guys can see this. I don't know if you can see that, but it this says... This is a framed Garth Brooks card. Yep. Where he's wearing a Royals uniform. Yeah. He, look, he looks big here. He looks big, dude. He looks like 2014 Tom Segura. Yeah. <laughs> he is, it says 300 bodies, Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Thank you. This is going on the wall. Oh, dude. Well, Thank that's for you because I appreciate you. it. So, uh, well, you know, I'm, we're genuinely, genuinely, I mean, we say that, you know, you say this to people, we're genuinely huge fans of yours. And, uh, and like, you make me laugh. Like, no other. I mean, I remember not long ago you were on Kimmel and your post said, watch me bomb on Kimmel. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. that shit makes me laugh. Yeah. But, um, and yeah, dude, wait, by the way, you think I look good now? Six months from now? Dude. You're not going to, I mean, like real, like dude. you're going to feel a sexual. I First of all, I feel it now. Right. The but thing it's gonna... is with me is I feel it now, but I've committed, another announcement I want to make, I've committed just for the year of 2023 to not be gay. That's for the uh, year. For, I'm not going to be gay. Because, I mean, uh, you know, I drunk texted you the other night. Yeah, you did. Remember that? Yeah, pull it up. Can I read it out? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and did. I can read it on It's no like, problem. Go ahead. I was All like, right. the fuck am I? I out of nowhere, I texted Tom because I got blitzed. I said, I'm coming on your show in late February and legit going to Eskimo kiss your belly button, call myself a faggot on FaceTime with Ndav, <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> I woke up the next morning and I said, dude, I have no recollection of sending this text to you. I was on five tequilas in Cleveland, but I stand by what I said and I will follow through. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not, uh, I don't know where Nadav is. Um, he is in rehab right now. Is he? For gambling. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I got him hogtied in my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's gambling. I mean, these glasses, this will put Don't. a gambler back into gambling. That actually, that's the first thing I think. I think yeah. of, uh, you know, you used, to, you used to really shine shoes. You used to do a good job. You'd yeah. shine, you can see your fucking, there's like a mirror when you look yeah. in those shoes. You look like that guy. You look like the guy who's also like, it's it's six grand and it's due today. It's Yeah. It's, do you like them though? Should I commit to this? What are we thinking? Oh man. I mean, I mean, is it on stage too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Whoa, yeah. A fucking, yeah. That is a that is a leap, man. Dude, so I mean, like, take me back to when these first came. Like, what what led to these? So it's my guy Anthony Aiden, Anthony Aiden Optical down in in Manhattan, St. Mark's Avenue. Only New Yorkers yeah. give a plug, dude. <laughs> Anthony Aiden, like Opti my shoes is fucking Tony. Stop, <laughs> dude, yeah. Anthony Aiden, we, dude. He's also uh, an MMA guy, so he's, he's fucking the only guy I'll sell you glasses with cauliflower ear. Holy shit, this guy absolutely. On I, I saw Robert Kelly, the great, uh, the great. Robert. He's a big glasses. He had he had glasses on that. Was that from him? That's from Anthony Aiden. Okay, so Kelly also messaged me. He's like, because I told him I was like, these are cool glasses. He yeah. sent me a link. He's like, this is the guy. Yeah, no, Anthony, that's the guy. He's awesome. Got me these frames, and um, they're like these 1980s uh, frames. I go on stage, you know, they call me Chrissy Dahmer now. They're Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. Oh, shit. I didn't think of that. A little bit. But it's become a look. My family hates it. My mother hates it. What uh, about your lady? Lady does not like it. Does she, not like she it. She thinks it's too much of a douche vibe. You know, she's like, you got a watch on. You got a glasses. Who are you? What are you, what are you wearing on the wrist there? AP you, Royal you gotta, you gotta fucking Royal I don't Oak. give a fuck. Holy shit. I've lost my mind. Holy I, shit. Tom, I don't care. Big flex. Big fl I don't give a fuck. And 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 I'm by the way, I'm intermittent fasting. So all I'm dude, I'm only sucking cock in my by fasting the way, window. You look really good. That dude. You, you look really good. I appreciate it, man. So what are you down? How much are you down? Thirty-five, baby. Thirty-five LBs? Trente y cinco. So you got you're down thirty-five. Yeah. You got the new don't fuck with me glasses on. Yep. 
an AP Royal Oak on the wrist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. What's going on? I, I've, uh, I have cancer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's, it is. And are we going to keep going? Are you going to keep going down on weight? Uh, yeah, I think. You, okay, so here's the thing. So I had a goal. I said on my podcast on Chrissy Kansas, I said, if I don't get down, the goal is 205 pounds. I said, if I get down, if I don't get down to 205 pounds by June 5th of this year, I was going to cut off the tip of my pinky. <laughs> I said I would cut it off on the Patreon. By which day? Yeah, by Jan, Jan, uh, June 5th. I'm June sorry. 5th. Okay. I would cut off the tip of my pinky. Um, but now I've got, I, dude, I went on, it was March of, I'm sorry, it was it was August of, of, of uh, 2022, my birthday, and I was 255 pounds. Were you really? Yeah, and I was wearing, and I was wearing, um, you know, T.T. Jerry, you know, uh, in, in my life, T.T. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, my girlfriend's transgender uncle, lives with us, T Google T.T. Jerry. She wears all different kinds of wigs. So I was fucking around on my birthday, and I put on one of her wigs, and I got on the scale, and I weighed 255 pounds, and I said, I'm, I look like a fat Howard Stern. And, and you know what I think about T.T. About, uh, also? I bet T.T.'s real honest about how you're looking like when you're 255 she's like it don't look good it don't you know? no she uh, was honest with me and you know what she said yeah. about these glasses because yeah. you know like she served 20 years in prison yeah she was like i sucked a lot of motherfuckers dicks in prison i wore those glasses <laughs> <laughs> she was like the mafia don't want to tell you but they all love getting their dick sucked by me yeah i was like okay i believe you but so so now i'm down to about 215 to 217 but i think that if 205 might be a little much because i want to stay strong well here's the thing a couple things about it people get like, I mean, this is in my, in my experience, people get married to the number and it, and you know what I mean? We get obsessed right. on the number. Right. It's really not about the number. It's your body composition at numbers. There's some people that carry 210, 215 and they're like, yeah, that's perfect for them. other people based on their body composition, their frame. 185 is like their per so if you just go like no it's this number you can get to that number and it's not the right one i mean you look great right now dude thank you, you look great i feel i, I well i will say at, at, i'm 215 now i have a before and after um uh i, I have a i have a picture of me at 215 not in shape and 215 in shape and and it's, it's like a difference it's radically different it's i'll show a, it to you yeah. it's it's like whoa like you know one of my tits are pointing this way yeah and the other one it's like like here's the thing too though what I I've had to get over is you know these fitness people that we follow to like get a, you're never so, going to look like them yeah. like they have committed a life to it I don't like you look great now but it's like do we have well, six pack abs no. no and like the, there is a level that you're like what here's what you realize if you want to if you go that my that guy can I look like him the truth is you can you can look like him it becomes a matter of choices. Right. That you're like, are you willing to make the choices to do that? And based on like your lifestyle and what you enjoy yeah. and what you do, how you travel, it's like, you're probably not going to agree to do those things. Right. But you can still look great and be happy. Right. Right. But you got to, you have to at least go, there are choices that I'm willing to make and ones that I'm not. Yeah. And I think too, when you get that in shape, those guys who do that, like I said, they dedicate their life to it. They don't have a personality because some of them don't. Because it don't. I mean, you talk to some of these guys; they're great. But like, you, I've messaged some of them. Like, this guy's a retard. Some it's of just, them. <laughs> but that's that's why he's so strong and yeah. good. And, yeah. and and so you can. But to have a personality, you need to get out of the gym and talk. You know, they're just talking to their protein shakes. You can't do that. There's a there's a level of like 
there's levels to this shit, like anything. Uh, yeah. And and with fitness, that's what you find when you start. Like I've gotten way more into it in the last year. Yeah. And then what I find is like I'm at a, a certain level, and I and when you when you make a certain commitment, that's when you realize, oh, yeah. There's the people doing this much more and this much more, and, and then there's the people who are doing that much less than you. And you gotta you have to pick a a tier that you're comfortable living in. Right. The thing you don't want to do is is leave the t- like go like I'm out. Right. Cuz that's when shit falls apart, you know. No, you have dude, to you I, have I gotta, to have some level of commitment. I was thinking about this today. I don't know who's had a better glow up than you from what you used <laughs> to look like to now the only person I can think of that looks better yeah. and that's like had a better glow yeah. up that's went from like oh my god to just gorgeous is Elliot Page. <laughs> that's <laughs> one of the <laughs> is now Elliot Page looks great. Yeah. And 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 yeah, see, he, he this, looks he looks awesome. Yeah, so this is so that's it. But other than I mean, when you look like you know, when sometimes you're on the Netflix and you know, old Tom Segura pops up. Oh, I know. It's it's like, dude, it happens. Wow, it happens to me too. And I also, yeah. you know, what the one that actually happens to me. This shows you the shame involved in this shit too. Yeah, people will sometimes tag me in a photo, um, and you could tell there's like a genuine, like they're they're like, oh my god. Can't believe you're coming back to, you know, Minneapolis. Right. I met you there in, you know, 2014. And then, and they post a picture of us together. Right. And I look at myself in the photo and I'll be like, fuck. Like, I'll, right. I'll be like, this looks so bad. Right. That they're like, this was a great night. It's like right. a happy post. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to like acknowledge not, this. Not, but you at that time probably didn't think anything. You were like, I'm happy. I did not acknowledge. I, 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 it's a level of delusion. I'll tell you the real truth, man. Last year, I didn't realize that it was happening to me again. You were getting big again. So this is what happened. When I got injured, I got injured in December of 2020. Right. I saw that video on Pornhub. <laughs> and when I left the hospital, one of the things people told me was they're like, you know, I became. I was already. I was a big dude when I got when I got hurt. I was over. I was close to. I was 245, 247. Okay. And I'm and I get injured. And then everyone's like, you know, you like literally you can't move. Like they're telling me, like, you know, you're not gonna be able to move. Mm-hmm. So what I started to do when I got out of the hospital, I'm home and, and I can't move, is I started to eat really clean and, and really reduced portions. And I started to lose weight, but I was losing at the muscle and fat. Like the muscle that I did have was gone. Was gone because I wasn't doing any exercise. Right. And I was losing fat, but I was just eating like pretty clean every day. Right. When I finally became mobile again, I had lost all this weight, but I had lost muscle and fat. Yeah. So then I start to get active again. I started to go, you know, I want to, I want to get active. I started lifting weights, light, doing stuff, eating. I start putting on both. And then my tour gets crazy. I'm bringing a trainer on the road, Mm -hmm. but I start to get I wouldn't say I got, I didn't get lazy with, with lifting, but I got lazy with diet again. Right. And it was last April. I shot this, I had a 12 days off and I went to April, I went to LA and I shot this project. And when I was leaving there, I remember somebody going, uh, they said, keep, cause they were telling me, they're like, you look good. Like, you know, cause I, I started to lift again. Yeah. And they keep, uh, keep going with the, uh, with the lifting and the diet and the way that I heard it, it wasn't like you look great. Like I'm telling you now you look great. They were like, 
get back. It, to me, it sounded like they were like, you need yeah. to get back. Don't forget about the diet. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget because you're yeah. kind of on the line right now. Right. And I was like, that's how, that's how I, I swear. I thought they meant it that way. And at least that's how I heard it. And when I got home, I realized that like I got on the scale and I had gone up to like 238 again. And a few months prior, I was like 220. I was like, how did this? How did this? Well, I so from that day, when I got home, I readjusted workouts and diet. And then it has just been a steady decline. What, what do you weigh now? 199 this morning. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so is that the goal? Was the goal to be under two? Well, I, I actually, I try not to obsess. I, it's like I was telling you, it's about body composition. It's right. like what, like, I don't know what my end, where, I, where I'll feel like this is the great weight to carry around. I feel pretty good now. I definitely feel like I could definitely do more. Like, I feel like you're saying that, but if like two days from now you were 201, you'd be looking in the mirror like, way to go, fatty. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I, like just I would crying, be upset. But I definitely, oh, I definitely want to be leaner. No, well, you, but dude, you. Look, this is the best I've ever seen you look. I remember, I don't know if you remember this. You were, I think you were doing was when you were doing like the Beacon and the Hulu theater yeah. in, in New York, and I randomly saw you outside a coffee shop. You were leaving your hotel, and yeah, I randomly yeah, that saw was, you. That was last year, dude, dude. And you looked like, dude, you had on this, and I was like, wow. I remember seeing, I was like, first impression, I was like, dude, Tom looks like this, right? Yeah. And then I was talking to you, because you were coming out, and we were talking for about 40 seconds, you were on your next thing, going off to your next thing, and then I saw you pull a muffin out of your pocket. Yeah. I said, he's hiding his tits. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Elna Baker, and we have a new podcast, it's called Pretty Sure I Can Fly. Yep, we've teamed up with my friends and barmates from Smartless to create a podcast where we talk to folks who have more balls in a bowling alley. People who accomplish something extraordinary despite people telling them that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. You'll hear stories about the Air Force doctor who buckled into a 600-mile-per-hour rocket sled and became the fastest man on the planet. And a man who wrestles alligators and sharks for fun. Do not do this. <laughs> You'll hear about a foul-mouthed moonshiner. Got a two-inch dick and a six-inch tongue and knows how to use both of them. <laughs> and an even more foul-mouthed female stunt pilot. We got bull riders. Balloonists. Bobsledders. And big wave surfers. People who lay their balls on an anvil and hand the other fellow the hammer. Okay. I bet you've actually done that, Johnny. Maybe for sweeps. Follow Pretty Sure I Can Fly on the Wondery app. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Pretty Sure I Can Fly early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. That's a month before 
That's one month before the conversation I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. So you yeah. look, to me, you look jacked. Yeah. But you you pulled the muffin out of the pocket. So yeah. that's- Out of the pocket. Out of the pocket, <laughs> which I know. Listen, I've been there before. I said, this is what happens. Yeah. You know, Tom, but but you look good. But now it's, now it's undeniable. And I think, too, what happens is what I've given up on not not giving up, but I've just let go. I said I just want to be healthy now. Like it's about being healthy, and it's I'm not going day to. Was that scale the thing when you saw the two fifty five? Swear to God, I go on the scale, right? Two fifty five, and we're uh, by the way laughing about it with the family, yeah. even Jazz, my girl. Everybody's laughing. It's fun. We're being silly, you know. That's the sickness, though. That's the the enablers. Yeah, and and then when you go, I want to lose weight. Jazz and the fam go, you're good. Like yes. when he starts saying that and you're like, fuck, fuck. it's not well, good. And then, but what happened was, is that, the, and it just came over me. It was my, I, I never forget, it was my birthday, August 26th. I went in the shower. I was in the shower, just like, you know, rubbing my tits, like just, you yeah. know, you know, putting, <laughs> putting soap deep in my belly button, pulling yeah. crumbs out, yeah. laughing about fat Howard Stern. Yeah. And I started to hysterical cry in the shower. For real? Oh, I swear to God, uncontrollable. Cause I was like, I used to be an athlete and I was like, you gotta, you have to do something, Chris. And then it's almost like, then I feel like, I don't want, want to say it's like the universe that tells you something or like maybe you're just looking, but I was on Twitter that day, maybe three hours later, just scrolling mindlessly. And I see Elon Musk tweet, zero fasting app really is good. If you're looking, to, and it wasn't a promote, like it, was, it wasn't getting paid. He was just like genuinely like zero fasting app is, zero intermittent fasting app is pretty good. And I was like, you know what? Just download it. I said, it's your birthday. Just by Christmas, just be in the right direction. And then I started intermittent fasting, eating in most days, a eight hour window, some days a six hour window and kind of not even dieting crazy. Like not even like, like I'll still have pizza. I only have sweets now on Saturday, but back then I was still having sweets here and there, whatever. So I wasn't like, I'm only eating vegan lettuce wraps. It wasn't that. It was just staying in that fasting window. So that's a, like you're doing a minimum of a 16 hour fast. Is that what it a is? A minimum of 16 hours. So like you know, like, like typically my feeding window is like 10 AM to 6 PM, but sometimes it would go from 12 to six or feeding window. Sounds like a real pig, dude. I know. <laughs> I, well, that's what I am. Yeah. I'm a real, I eat out of a trough. And so, now, and the, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but your lady is like a fitness right. lady. She's a fitness instructor. And she was like, and cause the whole thing with the intermittent fasting where she was like, look now, cause we would, I have a gym, like, you know, we, we, we have a nice gym set up. We turned like my garage basically just into a gym. So I was like, so I have all the equipment right there. And she was like, I'll help you. She was like, you know, get on the spin bike. I was like, I'm not getting on the spin. What am I fucking, I'm not gonna. I don't need yeah. a bike in my ass. I'm not. Yeah. Nadav. So <laughs> I, I'm not, that's Nadav stuff. Nadav spins. So I, so I, is Nadav really in rehab, by the way? Or is yeah, he he's just gambling not? is out of control. Oh, God. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, listen, he can, my father was a compulsive gambler, so he can talk. Oh, we got to talk Tampa Tony shit. Dude, Tampa, yeah, we will talk Tampa. By the way, Tampa Tony also intermittent fasting, dropped 45 pounds. Looks fantastic, but now he has one of those neck pussies. Yeah. It turns you on. And so, <laughs> and so, and, and so, but he looks great. But this fasting stuff, what I said to myself was, just stay in this eating window. Just stay in this eating window for now, for the first couple of weeks and try to take a food away a week. But just the first goal is just stay in the window. And what I started to realize was after like drinking, you know, I watched this documentary once that said the, the human body can survive 30 days without food. Yeah. So this idea that I have eaten eat. since, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's in your mind. You're, so I just Do you start, know what Mark Bell told me? Mark Bell is a big power lifter, oh, fitness yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. He's like, when I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, I want to drop weight and everything. He go, and he's giving me all this like different advice. And one of the things he says to me, he goes, by the way, you know, when you're hungry, 
and you're like, I need a snack. He's like, what are you, six? <laughs> He's like, kids, like little kindergartners, they have a yeah. snack. Yeah. You don't always need a snack. Right. If you're hungry and you think I need a snack, just wait. Yeah. You're not, you're not a little child who's like, it's snack time. It's, yeah. And you're like, yeah. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Because, and, and even Guy, I got Mark Bell, like a power lifter. He's probably, he's eating like a lot. In, he's probably eating in a smaller window too. He's not eating all day. He's no, not just, he's not like, no, he's not pigging out all day. Right. So, so, so I say so eating with purpose, right? So yeah. it's like knowing, knowing I want to get this much protein in. So he's making right. six eggs. Right. And is, but it's eating when he, when it's time to eat, yeah. but eating, not mindlessly eating. Yeah. So, so, so what I did, two things happened critically, like that happened to me meant that, and this is when I, you know, it, it's, it's all positive, but this is when the initial insanity started to happen is with the intermittent fasting, when I made, I made two decisions, two big decisions in like an hour of each other. I said, downloading the Zero Fasting app, you're going to start right now. And then I said, I'm done with social media. I know I need it for my tickets. I know we, so I, 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 wow. I know it's like, I can't be off it. Like I need to have the presence there. But I said, I'm willing to pay a person to run this for me. And I'm talking about give it up in the sense of I, to this day, do not even have access to my own social media. Are I you don't, serious? I don't even have the password. I have no idea how to, and, but that was all by design. I like pressed the nuclear button on him and said, you give the, pa gave it to a friend of mine, my, my man, Brian Morton, who's a fucking great guy, runs my social media. He's got a haircut like Lancelot, like from the 1600s. You got to see, I've never seen a guy like rock a bob. Like he looks like a medieval painting, but he crushes um, and he's a big fan of you. And, and so he crushes my social media. So he's, he runs it all because I, I, I actually, I was locked out of my social media. It just happened, got locked out of my Instagram and there was an initial panic, but then I was like, as a couple of days went by, I was like, wow, like not checking this is like making me feel better. And we got on a call with Instagram to try to get me back into my account because there's all these problems. And I already had hired Brian and we were on this call and the guy says from Instagram, he's like, you know, it's good that you have somebody running your social media. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, you know, it's just easier for me, whatever. He goes, yeah. no, I mean, it's good. He goes, we are, we are doing studies right now, like psychological studies that are going to be done over the next couple of years for like anybody. The number is only 20,000 followers, what they're finding right now. Anybody who has over 20,000 followers on any social media account, it's not, they said this, it used to be the negative comments, how that will mess with your equilibrium, uh, mess with your balance, you know, mental balance, sure. mess with your spirit, like, you know, negative, you know, we can't handle it. But they're seeing also the positive comments, throws off your ego. You, you're, you get such these personality and switches that, that it leads to like this depression, this anxiety, the, all these mental health issues. And I found that, and he said, this guy said, he was like, you know, this, you'll see like, 50 years from now, people will be like, remember when they used to all be on social media, like how we look back, like remember when everyone used to smoke cigarettes? Yeah. It's the same thing because it's so poisonous for you. And I, to me, it's no coincidence that my whole, like I was able to drop all this weight and change everything and things just- When you got off of that. Social media, got it off and then the weight came off. And then, and then to be honest with you, I was so nervous about ticket sales and all that. And my ticket sales have just- been going up because I'm spending more time being creative and spending more time, you know, living my life. And again, social media is important. We live in the world where like, that's the only way to get to the fans. So I do it, but, and I'm writing the the bits out, I'm filming the videos, but I'm sending them to my guys. So no, but I, I made a decision where like, 
If I don't know you, I won't let a stranger influence me positively or negatively anymore. Like if you say anything, if you think I'm great, or you think I suck, it, it has zero effect on me because I'm like, I don't know you. So I can't put any energy towards it. That's important, man. I mean, it's important. Yeah. I know I know a few six, like very successful people with large followings mm -hmm. that do what you do, have zero access to their own stuff. Yeah. And they feel like it's just a time waste. Right. And, and they're able to yeah. uh, do more. And the real interesting thing is, you know, even before social media, it's it's this thing that I always thought about as a stand-up where, you know, if somebody tells you you suck, right. that feels terrible. Right. Um, I'm talking about even in person, right? If someone's like, you fucking suck. Or right. Like, you're like, damn, that feels good. It feels bad. But then you you realize that it's also, you also don't want to buy into you're the best. No. Right? Because that, that you, where you really want to stay is somewhere where you realize both extremes yeah. are not good or, or realistic. You're mm -hmm. not the worst right. at, at, at this or at anything, really. And you're not the best. Yeah. And if you start buying into either side, it's going to fuck you up. Yeah. And I think that that's why staying off it. You know, it's another big thing I notice about not being on social media is, you know, I love Teddy Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. Love what he stood for. Yeah. I love Teddy. Ro I'm going to put his statues back up. I love I love Teddy Roosevelt because he had a he had a quote that that he may have stolen from the Native Americans. Who knows? Yeah. But he, he was known for that. And um and and so but he said was um comparison is the thief of joy. And I, 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 when I read that, I was like, you're right, because I noticed the reason why I've been able to stick with my fitness plan thus far is because I've been off social media. I, I can't tell you how many times I would get going, lose the initial five pounds, be in the gym for the three weeks, whatever, and then see somebody on social media who's absolutely shredded, absolutely ripped, doing all these things, and it would make me subconsciously, I would compare myself to them, and, you feel and then bad. I would feel bad about yeah. myself and say, well, I'm not gonna hit my goal anyway, or same thing with you know with, with my peers in stand-up. You would you'd be like, you know, feel good about a show. Oh, I sold out, da-da-da, and then you're like, oh, so-and-so sold out seven shows there, yeah. and then, you're happy for them, but you also start to compare. Be like, well, I suck. And, and, and all that went away. So stop comparing myself to others. But the bigger thing that I yeah. noticed, I stopped comparing me to me. I stopped comparing myself to what I was six months ago because subconsciously you'll look at some, you'll look at yourself from a few months ago and, and it's the perfectly crafted picture or video and you forgot all that. And you're like, look at how good I was back then. Look at how great everything was back then. And your mind's playing a trick on you when I only deal with my life in small increments now. I, I, I literally am an hour to hour person. Yeah. I'm like, and that's, what's, that's what works for me. How, how great would it be if I'm saying this, saying all this right now, and then you find out tomorrow I killed myself in my hotel room? <laughs> like, I hung myself right off the balcony. Ah, Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every 
budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost, so you know what these diamond grades are. You know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I mean, wouldn't that it, be great? Well, I mean, honestly, for the podcast, it'd be incredible. Numbers, it'd be of, dude. It would be the biggest numbers yeah, ever. You, and then you could take my data Radio City. Yeah, if I, you I want, could, just warm yeah. up for the garden. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So all because all that evolution that you're yeah. talking about happening, all of that led to you getting these glasses, basically. Literally, when I walked in, as soon as I walked in, the first thing Anthony Aiden said, he said, somebody's been intermittent fasting. <laughs> somebody's been off social media. Somebody's not going to be gay for 2020. These are in the drawer that I keep these in, and then yeah. he just gave them to Bang. you. No, yeah. Does I, Tony like them? Because I feel like he would... Tony like them. Tony, I mean, Tony, I'll show you. Tony has them, oh, for, yeah. but not these exact ones. Like yeah. my stepmom sent me a picture. She was like, look at your father from back in the day. And he's got these. This is how he used to roll. So the reason why I got them initially is because I'm hosting a show for Vice. It's out now yeah. on Vice. It's called a Super Maximum Retro Show. It's about like the 70s, 80s and 90s. Like, oh, perfect. Dude, we pull up videos and stuff. That shit that would have went viral back in the day. You know, but before the internet, like we're bringing it back, like, you know, like, you know, crazy commercials, crazy things. Everybody had a full bush. And I was like, love it. And Jimmy Kimmel's the executive producer of it. So I was going to do the Jimmy. I did the Jimmy Kimmel show. And I was like, I want to look like a 70s, 80s mobster. Yeah. So I came with a turtleneck suit. Oh, you looked suit. amazing. Yeah, I came out there and I was like, I need glasses. Like when I you see old pictures of my dad and his friends, they always had shades on. So I was like- Good guys too, right? Great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> great people. And really, really nice guys, fully vaccinated. And and, and so, and so yeah, so I just came out like- and You look like, you know what you look like? Like when a guy- he did, like, when the mobsters would do, like, he did 15 years, but then he got a book deal. Yeah. And they're making it into a movie. That's and me. Like, and they're like, this guy, he actually whacked, like, 13 yeah. people. Chris and Stefan, everybody, hey, hey, everybody, I'm a chain, you know, that's, I used to be a different guy. Yeah, yeah. but now I'm a good, yeah, well, that's because, like, my mother, you know, because my parents got divorced when I was one, but my mother was like, I, you know, you were so great on Jimmy Kimmel, honey, it was so nice to see you. She's like, but I really, it was very tough for me to watch because you look exactly like what your father used to look like, and I really hate that guy. I was like, I know, I know that guy was, but I said, mom, that guy was a fun guy. She was, fun. Like, she was like, no, he wasn't. I was like, yeah, he yeah. sounded pretty fun. He was fun right before you didn't like him. I mean, dude, Tampa <laughs> Tony, Tampa Tony, by the way, my pops, shout him out. He's moved. He's, he's also lost 45 pounds. Um, Is he still in Tampa area? Tampa, dude, he, he, I told he moved to Tampa in the middle of the pandemic. And didn't tell you. I remember this where you were like, where are you in Tampa? Like, what are you doing there? I live here. Yeah, like, I live what here. What the fuck just, are you doing? Just move there. Yeah. Right. When COVID was at its height. 
And um, and and he's been living there ever since. And he said uh, he said he likes living there because he likes walking in the pool. He's like, you know, Christopher. Every day I wake up, I put on my water shoes, and I walk in the pool. And that's what keeps me in shape. I was like, all right, well, okay, dude, he's got water shoes. That my my dad's one of the only guys. Like he literally, he's so obsessed with these water shoes. That guy will have on like a four hundred dollars suit with water shoes. This you, I I think I saw this <laughs> clip on. <laughs> on instagram yeah that somebody i now i know somebody posted for you yep but brian Moore and aka lancelot head lancelot posted the clip of you talking about being out with your dad and you saw steven tyler oh my god that was real uh dabbing his pizza yeah so we're at joe's pizza in the west village um great you know some of the best pizza in new york and my dad this was we were going to a Knicks game. So this must have been, I want to say early 2000s, something yeah. like that. So we're there, you know, we're hanging out, you know, eating pizza before we go take the train up to the game. And Steven Tyler walks in. And like everybody knows that that's Steven Tyler. Yeah. Like from Aerosmith, it's Steven Tyler. Yeah. And it's New York. So people are like, oh shit, but you know, nobody's bombarding him. Yeah. It's, it's New York. So we see him and my dad's like, everyone's going crazy over this guy. I was like, yeah, it's, it's Steven Tyler. He's like, I know who it is. What am I, fucking asshole? I was like, kind of. Um, but he was like, I know who it is. I was like, okay. So then Stephen gets his pizza. He's with it, whatever, his manager or whatever. And he starts you know, taking a napkin. Yeah, and oily. Blinding yeah. the oil off a of pizza. Yeah. And my dad goes, this fucking guy. He goes, no way he's from New York if he's napkin blonde the oil off his pizza. I was like, dad, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, he'll do what he wants to do. Like, just let's eat the pizza. Let's get to the game. He goes, I got to fucking say something to this guy. I was like, dad please don't say anything to steven tyler like please don't like literally like this it's not is your anxiety like oh just, through the roof yeah. i was like it, it it doesn't matter if he's an napkin blonde the oil off the pizza like let him have cholesterol issues who cares yeah and my dad goes i gotta say so he's like it's such disrespect oh. to do that in new york city so i was like okay so my dad finishes the pizza throws it out and we're walking past and i'm like please don't say anything and my dad just walks past him he goes hey bon jovi you don't need to napkin block the oil off your pizza. <laughs> and then Steve, I swear to God, I turned around and Steven had the slice like this far from his mouth, mouth open. Like, did that guy just call me Bon Jovi? <laughs> and then I was like, dad, he's from Aerosmith. He was like, same shit. I was like, it's actually not. And then still to this day, I think Steven, I think my dad thinks Steven Tyler is the lead bon singer of Bon Jovi. Sure, for sure he does. But if you, if you showed him a picture and said, no, it's Aerosmith, he'd be like, yeah, it's yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, bon it's Bon Jovi. It's fine. Guy's got the hair. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Did I ever tell you the Phil Collins, my dad Phil Collins story? No. Oh, I don't think so. my God. Okay. So. You did tell me kids got special needs. Yeah. 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 Special needs. That's Yankee Stadium. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that one. Yeah. That one. Uh, by the way, that I, I close with that story in my new hour special. And oh. sometimes people be like, you said that story on Segura. So what? I'm like, yeah, I said it in a different way. I, I'm doing it in stand-up format. Now, a, you fucking dunce. Yeah, of course. But just whatever, you just deal with it. And so, well, I don't deal with it anymore. Now fucking Brian right. Medieval Head deals with it. Sure. I want to behead him. So <laughs> so just watch his dumb hair just flop into a basket. <laughs> so so Phil Collins, right? Yeah. So we're at a Knicks. This was recently. Like, I want to say maybe three, four years ago. We're at a Knicks game on Easter Sunday, okay? So Easter Sunday, Knicks are not playing well. They're playing against the Philadelphia 76ers, kind of both bottom of the you know, Eastern Conference at the time. So, you know how it is. You know, you're in New York, you're in entertainment, whatever. 
you can be on a list. I was very low on the list, but I was on the list for to get courtside seats. Yeah. Now, it being Easter Sunday, it's like a one o'clock game that both teams suck. No real celebrities want to go to this game. So they go all the way down the list and they get to me. Chrissy D. They get to Chrissy D. And he calls me, the, the, the head of PR calls me at about 11 a.m. The game's at one. He goes, listen, I got two courtside seats, okay? Um, you know, you can come down, bring a guest, like, get here now. They're for you. On the court. Great. Call my dad. Because, uh, you know, me and my dad used to go to the Knicks games. We'd sit in the upper deck, talk yeah. shit about Bon Jovi. Like, yeah. we, we were, you know, we're living a different life now. We yeah. don't have these glasses yet, but we're getting close. We're getting close. We're getting there. So, you're about. I call- 223, 224. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say about then. Yeah. yeah. So call my dad and I was like, dad, you know, like Nick's game, whatever. Like, you know, we're, we're going to go like on the court. I said, you know, the guy told me though, like, it's, you know, it's first time ever down there. Like there's a kind of mo- most likely be major celebrities there. So don't say anything. We can't talk to anybody and you have to like dress kind of nice. Like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's courtside. And I swear to God, my dad's initial response, he goes, I'll go with you. He goes, but let me tell you something. I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do. Just know that. I was like, okay, so know that. So my dad, I swear he comes again. He comes, shows up at my door. We didn't live too far from each other back then. He's wearing a Patrick Ewing Knicks jersey with a suit jacket Sweatpants, water shoes. No, no water shoes. But he's wearing he's wearing a, he's wearing a New York Knicks uh, Patrick Ewing jersey with a suit jacket. I was like, you like a blazer. Lo- yeah, I was like, you look like a fucking Make a Wish. Like you and sweatpants and sweat. That's uh, that. But that's just my dad. He will always wear. If you ever see my dad in a suit jacket up, to, he always has sweats on. And that's just how he rolls. Some of them don't look exact. It's not like they're bugle boys, but they are sweatpant material. Yeah, and. He's wearing uh, his New Balance sneakers because he's like, I got a wide foot. I can't wear shoes. <laughs> he, that's, he always, he'll, I, going shoe shopping with my dad's like, you got a 13 and a half wide? They're like, what? So he's like, I got I to, he said, he was like, I got to keep on the New Balances. I got the diabetes. I got, you know, foot issues. Yeah. So he was like, they'll understand. I was like, okay. So <laughs> I swear. To, so we get to the game, right? We're walking in and now we're walking like in you know, we're walking on down the tunnel where the players walk onto the court. Yeah, and it's cool for me. I'm trying to keep it cool. I'm that not like doing videos, coolest. but this it's the coolest. Cool. It's cool shit. It's New York. Where I grew up a Knicks fan. Like this yeah. is cool. So, and my dad's like, "Oh my god!" You know, whatever. Have you know? He's, he's like, "This is crazy." You know, like you know, my own like things yeah. like that. Yeah. So we get to our seats, and my dad goes, "Unfucking believable!" And I go, "Yeah, this is great." And then a guy's walking by. Like a, you know, like a, a staff member. He goes, give me and my kid two cotton candies for me and my kid. And the guy was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I don't, uh, I work for the team. I can get somebody over. I was like, we don't need cotton candy. I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a special needs retarded kid. I don't need cotton candy at all. I know he looks, I look like we're from a group home right now, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't need cotton candy. <laughs> and then he swears, says to the guy, he goes, all right, all right, no cotton candy. He goes, but maybe the player, you know, can sign, get a sign ball for my kid. Maybe he goes, maybe John Starks or somebody. I was like, John, John Starks has played for the Knicks since 97. <laughs> What are you talking about? And then he, I was like, Dad. 22-year-old? Yeah, I swear to God. I said, Dad, Dad. I said, I love you, but just please stop. Because yeah. I'm having, I want you to have a good time. Because like, that's all my dad. That's yeah. why I call my comedy special Right Intention, Wrong Move. Because yeah. my dad just always, his intention was like, I love you, son. Yeah. I want you to have a good time. But the moves were always wrong. Sure. And so, so we're sitting there. You know, the game's going on. Uh, the game hasn't started yet. And my dad, I'm you know, looking around, kind of just taking it all in. It's amazing. See Fat Joe across. I'm like, wow, this is fucking crazy. 
And so all of a sudden, my dad goes, I hear my dad, he goes, Chris, take a picture of my foot. I was like, what? I looked down, he had taken his shoe, I swear to Christ, his shoe and sock off, and he had his bare foot on the court. He goes, your stepmother's never going to believe it. Barefoot on the floor. I was like, dad, please, 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 please put your shoe back on. With that, a staff member's walking across the court from a different guy. He goes, sure. he goes sir, uh, we do have a, a, a no barefoot policy. Uh, you have to put uh, your shoe and sock back on. I said, have you ever seen anyone courtside take their shoe and sock off? He goes, I haven't. <laughs> he just kept walking. But I took a picture of his foot on the court. I was like, that, pl- like you got to stop. He goes, it's just, you know, I told you stepmother that, you know, I got my feet on the floor. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you can put it on with a sneaker. Yeah, yeah. So now the game's going on. My dad's talking shit, you know. He's yelling at the ref, you know. He's like, oh, should I trip one of the other players? Should I trip one of the Sixers? I was like, no, dad, we'll be arrested. Yeah. Like, we're not at my CYO Little League basketball yeah, games yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where my dad used to get thrown out. My dad used to get thrown out of those games all the time. Like, we're sitting, like, at MSG. So, you know, again, it's like celebrity row. But again, I'm, you know, it, 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 there, there were people there. I got in at the low end, but... There were so few celebrities there because it's Easter Sunday that they just had to get, you know, it's MSG. They want to put celebrities up on the Jumbotron. That's how it how it goes. Right. I'm not expecting at all. Why would I ever be included? No, no. It's nobody knows. Nobody cares. Sure. I, I get it. I get my place in this. I get it. So all of a sudden, I, you know, my, we tell my dad not to talk to anyone. Right. He knows. And then he's having conversation with a guy next to him. And I don't even look at who it is, but he's just carrying on. All of a sudden, my dad has a bag of candy. He goes, you want some Easter candy? It's from my friend. I was like, what? So I, I was like, okay. So I take out like a, you know, like a Cadbury Easter egg, eating it, give the bag back. Still don't even look at who it is. With that, there's a timeout. Camera crew comes over to put the man my father was talking to up on the Jumbotron. It was Phil Collins. Whoa. My dad was sharing Easter candy with Phil Collins. Chatting it up. Chatting it up, talking up a storm. I have no idea. They put up Phil Collins. They, you know, played uh, in the air tonight. Do-douche, do-douche, do-douche. Like the big thing. Crowd goes ballistic. It's Phil Collins. I mean, they were standing up like this, ballistic, crazy. The lights, I've never seen this. The lights went down when they put him up. Like it was a concert. Like it was like, oh, Phil Collins, huge crazy my dad's going philly like that like it's i swear like they're friends like yeah. that's how when it's you my meet boy. My I came fa- with him. no when you meet my father it's an impression that like everybody loves my dad right yeah. so great phil Con- i was like oh it's pretty cool now i'm like oh my it's pretty cool like phil collins yeah. sharing easter egg with candy i'm shaking his hand wow phil whatever lights go back on you know there's timeout still it's a full timeout so there's still a couple of you know 20 seconds left I'm looking down. I actually was texting my girl, being like, my dad's like Phil Collins, like, this is sick, whatever. I see the camera crew walk, and I see them stop in front of me. Their feet and the wires from the camera stop in front of me, and I look up. I was like, yes? They were like, uh, um, Chris uh, Destapano? I was like, uh, yeah, uh, Chris Stefano. They're like, you're next. I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, you're on the Jumbotron. I was like, after Phil Collins? No. I don't want to go on the jumbo no. shot. I was like, no, I don't want to go. And I have it up on Instagram. The first couple of seconds, because I just didn't know, I'm going like this, like waving it off. And they have Chris Stefano, you know, whatever it was, fucking NTV dick code, whatever yeah. dumb shit, you know, nothing to promote. And I swear to Christ, it was 18,000 people cheering like they just saw Jesus. 
18,000 people, pin drop silence. Nothing. I swear to Christ, I heard, and I swear, I heard somebody, you know, 50 rows back go, who the fuck is that? <laughs> All I felt is my, I swear to Christ, and then I feel a hand just rubbing my back slowly. It's my dad, and he just goes, you can see him slightly coming to frame. He goes, it's all going to be okay. It'll be over soon. Just rubbing my back, and then I swear to Christ, with that bomb sweat dripping down my back, I see another hand. It's Phil Collins with a bag of Easter candy. Oh, my God. Phil just gives me a bag of candy like that. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And it was one of those things where it was so embarrassing. It was so- I feel it. You know, I feel it for you. Dude, it was the worst thing ever. And then I said- I said to Phil Collins, I was like, has that ever happened to you like that? He was like, not that I recall. No, no, it hasn't. But he said, you know, you shake it off. And he was like, the good thing is people always forget. Yeah. They always forget. I was like, they don't forget you. He goes, yeah, yeah well, not me. Oh, is there it, it is. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. That was the, uh, that was the moment. Oh and that God. was my face after the bomb. That's what I look like. Yeah, Just, like-, like I got punched in the dick. Yeah. Uh, that was so I that, had not the same experience as you, but a little bit where it was when you saw me that week you saw me. Okay. So uh, in I'm, New York. Yeah, I'm so I'm doing a bunch Tommy of Tommy Muffin shows. Pockets. I'm doing Tommy Muffins, I'm doing yeah. uh Beacon, Hulu, Unbelievable. Long Island, Kings in Brooklyn, and uh New Jersey. Yeah, you sold like arts. forty thousand tickets in New York. It just spread out, right? Yeah. So uh, because I'm doing the Hulu, I get the call from my agent and he goes you want to go to the next game courtside? And I go, fuck yes. I, yeah. lo- I love the NBA. I love, I go, yeah. this would be awesome, man. Yeah. So I get there, same experience. We're in the tunnel. I'm like, man, this is awesome. And, you know, take pictures. I'm trying to take it all in. I'm like really course, enjoying dude. it. Sit down. I sit next to uh, Liv Schreiber and his family. He's right. His wife and kids. Right. And he's real New York, you know. Very he's New got, York guy. He's got the New York hat on and, you know, beautiful family. They're sitting to my right and I'm just sitting here talking to, to my, and it's not a big game, you know, it's uh, who the Knicks playing. I forget who they're playing, but we're at like the we're, Oklahoma city thunder. So, something like that. And, yeah. we're, and we, I, dude, this was unbelievable. I'm, I'm just being lazy. I have an, a diet Coke that's in a plastic cup between my feet. And every once in a while, you know, I'm, I'm recording some stuff. Sure. So I'm just being a fan, you know? Yeah. Uh, record myself doing just, just regular dipshit stuff. And at one point, I take my phone and I'm about it like this, and I drop it into the Diet Coke. <laughs> and the Diet Coke spills out onto the floor, and I feel a level of panic that I cannot describe because it's as it's as it's spilling out. There's the line that that you know is the out of bounds. And it's creeping towards that. So I think they're about, it's about to go onto the court. Game is being played. The We're in being active gameplay. Active game. Wow. And I'm seeing it grow. And I'm like, huh, huh, and I don't know what to do. I'm like, hey, I'm like, huh, Andrew. And I grab him. I'm like, look at my shit. He's like, oh, fuck. And, and I'm like, huh, and I, I, I call an attendant over. Yeah. And I go, look at this shit. And he's like, well, um, he's like, I can't clean it right now. I got I to gotta clean it during a break. And I go, what if it gets on the court? He goes, if it gets on the court, the ref will stop the game and, and they'll, they will clean it. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I go, get your ass over here right away. So I go, get, get towels right now. So he runs away. And the whole time I'm just like, I mean, I don't know what's happening in the game. I'm just in a panic. And all I can imagine is that they're just, there's just going to be cameras going like, 
doom like, yeah. on me. And they're like, look at dipshit drop, like show me in slow-mo dropping it, yeah. going in there. And then the, there being a delay. Oh my. Or, and then I'm picturing a player coming and be like, the fuck is this shit? Oh, yeah. You know, it's slipping yeah. right in front of me. And I just, and then finally it's like a foul whistle. And I look at the guy and he's like, and they come over, clean it all up. And it had just stopped right so they didn't have to stop play because right. it stopped right before the court started the level of panic that i felt yeah because you're like because you would know that it's all your fault all my fault and yeah. i imagined it in my head it had been captured like by oh yeah you know no, that, that that's that was the promo they're like come see tom at the hulu theater as you're cleaning up the soda oh, with dude. a towel and i actually had um a little bit like when you're talking about i had panic about the jumbotron yeah, um, because they did put a couple people up. I don't remember who they put up, but there was others. There was celebrities at the game, and I remember going, "I don't want to be on that." Yeah, because I don't want to hear. It doesn't feel good, right? I, I was like, I go because that's what will happen. They'll be like, "Who the fuck is he?" Well, that, but that's the int- that's the beautiful that's the interesting and beautiful part about let's a career like yours. Like you'll sell literally thirty, forty thousand tickets in a city. Easy, no problem. Do MSG, whatever, and then, but because it's we have we all have such specific fan bases, yeah. you still have that anonymity. Yeah, which you, like you might be able to not not obviously walking outside your show would be crazy, but you might be able to be three blocks away from the garden. You have it sold out, and not one person says anything to you. Especially in a city yeah. like New York, too. Yeah, New York is interesting because you can be also you get there's cities where people are like huge fans of yours, but they're they're very reserved in how they express right. it. Right. right. And then you go to like rural Indiana. Yeah. And it's like people people react to you like you are Steven Tyler. Right. Or Phil Collins. They right? can't believe it. They can't believe that you're in a small, small town. Right. New York, Seattle, Chicago, L.A. People are just like, what's up, man? Yeah. Big fan. It's always pretty keep cool. Keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. Do you want, are you going to do MSG? Is that like a goal for you or you, or you don't care about stuff like that? Like, no, I, I think um, I think it would it'll it would probably be on the next tour. Yeah. Like you, because because for me in comedy, my own, I only ever had two goals doing this, and they've been the same since I started in 2010. Get a sitcom on the air about my father, yeah. like you know my, my father and I's relationship, or just my father, like either playing my father or something about my yeah. father, because I we used to watch Everybody Loves Raymond together, and I was like, I want to do that. I yeah. want to have. I want to be like Everybody Loves. Raymond, but like my style with my dad, like that's what I want. And then the second goal is MSG. Yeah. That that's the only things that I've wanted to do. And like it's very, very, very like laser focused on that. Like I don't care if I sell, you know, a hundred tickets in one city, but I'm adding shows in New York. Like for me, it's like doesn't matter. It's like just get to New York, get to MSG. That that's that's what it is. So that's why like with this Radio City thing, yeah. Like I'm I'm you know, well, this is coming out in a couple of weeks, but today, like, it's been on sale for a week. It holds fifty eight hundred. I got like forty five hundred tickets sold already. So, so it's like moving, right? It's moving, dude. And uh, but now, what? Here's the human mind, right? Here's what happens: is I'm so excited about that, but now my agent's like, maybe we add one. It's always how it is, and, man. and so which is beautiful. But now it's like pressure again. Now it's like because he says he goes well if because maybe he goes if you add one, if you add a show and you sell that out. Well, now the people at MSG are like, huh, this guy can move serious tickets in New York. Maybe yeah. he can do MSG in two years. And you start to get like that. Yeah. And then, but you have to, re, re, I have to remind myself very quickly, like the goal, the, the fact that Radio City even went on sale 
is should should be enough for you to I know. take it's pause sickness. and accept and be grateful. We all have it. You should know that. We all have that same doesn't sickness. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. And yeah, I, I you know, would like to do that on the next tour to do MSG right. and a couple other places that um, we can do it. But I will tell you this about adding. I mean, if you announced it very recently and you're like you're almost sold out, you can do it. But it takes me back to, I remember uh, I was talking about this very same thing with uh, CK, with Louis. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he said to me, he goes, you know what the best thing that someone that can say about you after you've yeah. left the city and your show? Yeah. I couldn't get tickets. Couldn't get tickets. Yeah. And um, there's a, there is something in that, too. Right. That this sells out. Well, it's going to sell out. And... And then everyone's like, "What?" And then whatever you do next time, it's that much more bigger. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I always yeah. hated the thing too of like, well, "What if we add the show and we sell forty three hundred tickets?" Like yeah. to me, I'm like, "That fucking sucks." Yeah, then it's not sold down, and I shouldn't yeah. have done it. Yeah, I know. I and so. then you know, even my family, like Jazz and my, even my dad was like, you know, when I brought it up to him, he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "But we're all coming in. The show's at seven o'clock. We're gonna do an after party. We'll have dinner. Like, if you add a show." Then it's like your mother. We're not staying out till midnight. That's true. He's That's like, true. you know, it, this is bigger than. He was like, you know, my dad's whole thing was like, if you're gonna get to the garden, you're gonna get to the garden when it happens. That's it's, also true. He was like, you, you know, you, you're gonna bring your daughters. You're gonna have your family there. Like, why don't you just sell it out? God willing, sell it out, and then have a nice after party. We'll have a great night, and it'll be a great memory. I think that's a, I think that's good. But I mean, obviously, do whatever. Well, I was like, Dad, I would do that, but I need money to buy new glasses. Yeah, these glasses are not. Dude, fucking are you kidding cheap. me? You know, I got to get more watches. Yeah, dude, you got to fucking. <laughs> fucking sick. That is like you, I know. you leapfrogged people with I, that. I literally, when I did it, because you know uh, Andrew Santino, the great Andrew Santino, yeah. I was like, I want to get a watch. Yeah. And then and then we were talking and, and you know because I know knew a little bit about the world not as much as him. Well, Andrew's like a watch. I know you guys watches yeah. Rogan watches, but he was like he was like, dude, he was like, what about this one? And then he sent me a link to this, and then I saw the price. I was like, but it's that much money. He was like, I know. He was like, dude, just fucking do it. <laughs> and he was like whispering through the phone. He was in Australia. He was like, just do so it. So you just got it? Oh yeah, I got it too. Let me tell you something. Hand it over. I got this thing two weeks ago, and the glasses two weeks ago, they haven't come off. 14 days. What do you think of that? Sweet. Beautiful. You like that? Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. You go to an AP yep. place to get it? Yep. Yep. Shout out my guy, uh, Yanni. Material Goods, New York City. New York City. Yeah. It's a beautiful piece, man. Yeah. Yeah, keep it. These are thanks, man. You know, I've always been a big fan. Uh, you, do you have what? What kind of watches do you have? Uh, I have a Royal Oak. I, um, yeah, something like this. It's different, but yeah, it's got uh, more of the uh, complications. Complications, right? Yeah. Um, no, I think that's fantastic. This I is what it's great. Idiot, I am. I still like. I'm like, how do I put it on? And no, take that it always off? happens. I know because I. Uh, I didn't know Santino was that into them. No, Santino's big, and you know what I like about a watch like this is, first of all, like honestly, like I know it's just uh, you know some people are like. Uh, Oh, like one member of my family's like, it's a fucking douche thing to do. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what, man? It made me feel proud of what I've done in my career. That's and all that matters. It made me, you know what it made, took me back? Yeah, it was like, yeah. I remember being on the elliptical at Force Fitness in Ridgewood, Queens in 2010, thinking about, do I want to do comedy? Am I too much of a pussy? And I remember just fucking working it all like a matters. stepmom on the elliptical and saying, if you're going to do comedy, Chris, I remember it was August of 2010. You need to do it right now. You need to finish 
You need to hit your cardio goal on this elliptical, <laughs> like a, like like a, you know this fucking aerobics class, and then get off, go back to your house, mom's house where you live, take a shower, and go find any open mic. Yeah, and that's what I did in that yeah. moment. I went to the Creek in the Cave uh, in Long Island City, Queens, open mic. Shout out Rebecca Trent, and 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 I did an open mic there at five p.m. And bombed horrifically, horrible. But I said, you know what? You did it. And I was like, that's it. This is what I'm doing. And it took, when I got this watch, it took me back to then. I was like, dude, you fucking. All that matters is how you, this is, goes back to like staying off of social media. It doesn't matter yeah. what anybody says. It matters how you feel about yeah. it, what it means to you. That's, that's the only it. Thing that and, I, and, I, and, and, and it's one of those things where it's like even talking to like, you know, my accountant when I, you know, I run everything by him. I, yeah. You know, I'm very nervous. I, you know, running a whole family. So I'm like, yeah. he was like, listen. He was like, first of all, I fucking like it, dude. He goes, I like Chrissy Glasses. He was like, this guy has a good time. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, the, the beautiful thing about a watch like that, it appreciates. You, you didn't really, you spent, you spent the money and you didn't. Yeah. He was like, so you have, this is an asset. You're not, you did not buy, buy a depreciating asset. You bought an appreciating asset. We stay in that lane. And he said the same thing you did. He was like, if you like it, then just do it. Yeah. Just do it and don't feel bad for you being in a place to do these things. Cause I think sometimes what happens is, is like my family member who's a good guy, but he's a little bit down on his luck right yeah. now, which we've all been. And he thinks like me having success takes it from him. And of I'm like, course. buddy, it, it, it has nothing to do with you. It's that famine mentality. Yeah. Of like it's a, it's gone. Like you, you have it. And yeah. then that somehow is an effect on him, which of course it has nothing to do with him at yeah, all. I'm like, I'm like also dude, like we're a family. So like yeah. if one of us is doing a little bit better, I understand shit is fleeting. And maybe yeah. five years from now, you're the one here and I'll, yeah. well, I'll help you. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not going to get you a watch, but I'll, yeah. you know, not going to give you this one. Yeah. That's you're not gonna, fucking no, sure. You, fucking you know why dumb. I'm Tommy Barris today? I usually have a watch on. Yeah. I'm going to South America and they will fucking rob you. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'm not going to back Tommy a fucking Nubs. Thing. They will cut your fucking Tommy hands Nubs, off. Yeah. Tommy Nubs. Nothing. No wow, necklace. Dude. No nothing. South America. So uh, where are we going? I'm going to Argentina. Argentina. Uh, uh, then, Nazis. A lot of Nazis there. That's what I'm opening with. Woo! And then uh, Chile. Uh, oh, you're, uh, going, you're going like south of the equator. Oh, yeah. And then I'm doing Lima. I visit some folks and then uh, Mexico City. Wow. Yeah. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. We, yeah. Uh, yeah well, no jewelry. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. No jewelry. Nothing. And uh, my Patreon will pay your ransom for your oh, kidnapping. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. I got I, armed fucking guards. Are you going just you or bringing the family? No, just me. Just me and like 16 bodyguards. That's seriously. That's yeah. all you need. Got guys on the back of a truck with a fucking machine gun. <laughs> yeah. Swinging around that's, like that. Are you going to do the shows in, Spa in Spanish? No, I'll do English shows, but just do um, like a couple bits in Spanish. Right. Yeah. No, that's see stuff like that is very cool because like you're actually i know that they have comedy there but like when somebody like you goes down there it like brings comedy awareness down there and then opens up the gate in years to come for like people like me that's like awesome it, which yeah. is awesome yeah i know i know you know i know people have done it i know gaffigan's been down there i know a couple other people have done some gigs so i'm, that must I'm have excited been a wild sight for the people in peru to see white Jim Gaffigan Jim, just walking in like just a god. The just, milk god. <laughs> um, another thing I had to bring up, because uh, you talked, it would be, you know, it would be hilarious if you killed yourself later today. Yeah, um, it's possible. But um, that you, this was again on Instagram. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> you talked about you witnessed an attempted suey wooey off of like two guys. This is real? Dude, the suey wooey, which is what we call suicide. <laughs> we make it fun in my house. Um, dude. <laughs> Let me, dude. Was this in your building? This was in my friend's building. So I had two friends, two friends, Frank and Johnny. 
Frank's a great comic back home. And listen, gay guys, they have a good time. Yeah. Everybody knows, like, gay guys, they have fun. They're doing meth. They're, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, no, yeah. they do like that thing. Like, the gay guys, if you go out with a group of gay guys. It's they, a good time. They really hit it hard. And it's a beautiful, it really is like a beautiful thing, right? They when just, Bert and I one time went out, when we were, this is like more than 12 years ago. We were working out at this place in West Hollywood. And our, like, instructor was gay. Yeah. And we, he was great. And one night he was like, do you guys want to come out? And we went out with him in West yeah. Hollywood to like all the, the huge gay bars. And it was, it was a blast. It yeah. was super fun. Yeah. No, I swear to Christ. I went up, I went out one night with TT Jerry, just Jerry and I, and Jerry was like, let's have some fun. You know, I told Jerry, I'd take him out on night in town. And I went out with a gay transgender man and I woke up in the backyard, uh, full backyard, sleeping on at the bottom of my kid's slide. I had no idea how I got there. I just woke Holy up because we just went crazy. And he's probably spiked my drink and whatever. Whatever it is, we had a good time. But I w- let me tell you about Frank and Johnny, okay? Real story. This, I, you know, I put it out there. And what I'm about to tell you is true. This I, is true. This is not fabricated for the stage. This okay. is, I sat there and I witnessed it. And I genuinely, I swear to God, I was like, did I die? Am I on ayahuasca? <laughs> what just happened? So we're... You know, after shows, it's two o'clock in the morning. It's New York City. My friend Frank goes, you want to come over back to our place? You know, keep keep drinking, whatever. This was at a time when me and Jasmine were co-parenting. So we weren't together at at that time. So I didn't didn't have to be home. My kids were, my daughter just had one kid at that time was with her mom. I was just going to go back and, you know, sit and jerk off in my apartment anyway. So I was like, I might as well go hang out with these gay guys. Yeah. So, and get jerked off. So, (laughs) so I said, I said, all right, I'll go. So we're going, we're in the cab going, and I could, they're pretty hammered, right? Yeah. And I'm like, whatever, it's just fun. And I'm buzzed too. Do they try to turn you at any point? Never. Never, never not once. Truly, truly never. Fr- Frank, Frank told me that he knows for sure I'm not gay, yeah. even though I would ask him, like, I feel like I could be gay. He was like, <laughs> no, you're not gay. He's like, because I, you know, you play around, you, you want to suck dick, whatever, as long as it's in my fasting window, like whatever jokes yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah. He said, but, but then you also have body dysmorphia. Like you also are like, you know, like you're a little bit like, um, he was like, you know, like you're like this bigger guy, but like you think that like you're you're not and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like like you, you, you're you like embarrassed about like your nipples and all that. He said, gay guys wouldn't do that. Gay guys are like proud to be gay, proud of their bodies. He was uh-huh. like, it's straight guys that you're a little bit like. That's a hundred. That, that I, OK, I just learned that I'm straight. Yeah, I'm the same way. And it kind of <laughs> it kind of clicked because I was like, because because you would think it's the opposite. But he yeah. said, no, gay guys are like, you know, how many gay they'll take their shirt off, you know, Sam Smith, right. whatever. Because gay is just like sex, body positivity. Yeah. Straight guys are like, no, my nipples. Yeah, I don't feel I'm proud about how yeah, I look yeah. on it. Yeah. I, I'm, you're very insecure. So so I was like, okay. So we're going, they're drinking. And then Frank, and because and, I went to their house a couple of times uh, over the years for their Super Bowl party. They always throw a good Super Bowl party. And Frank makes this like really good ranch dip. Yeah. It's like homemade ranch dip. Who knows what's in it? I know you guys are like, probably come, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It, if it is, it is. It's good. It's still delicious. Delicious. And I said, you know, buzzed. I wasn't intermittent fasting back then, so I was just fucking a free-for-all with eating. Free-for-all. So I, he said, I'll make the ranch dip. I was like, I'm in. Let's go. So go, having a good time. And Frank and Johnny were arguing a little bit. They were just a little bit like, 
Is Johnny out with you to begin or just when you get home? Johnny's with us the whole time. Okay. Johnny's Frank's partner, but yeah. he's not a comic. And Johnny is more flamboyantly gay. Right. Like Johnny is like like 100% like Nadav gay. Yeah. Like gay, Super gay, gay. gay. Like gay. you know it as soon as you see it. You were like, that guy's got cum dripping out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so a high level gay. You just set him back to the fucking tables. He just yeah. threw down a couple of... Where Frank... You would never know Frank was gay. Like Frank is like like no clue. Like he's like, oh shit, you're gay. I've no, okay. no idea until he. We were friends for like two, three years, and he's like, oh, this is my my partner, Johnny. Yeah. I was like, what? What? Your business what partner? What the hell? Yeah. Like I thought I didn't know you guys were. That's why you would always like fucking rub my leg on the road and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just slowly massage my balls. I thought it was because we were boys, and you said you were like into you know healing. So I um. So we go, so we get to their apartment. By the way, beautiful apartment they have. They, they, they always Johnny, have the best decor. Beautiful decor, but then his partner does very well, like, you know, restaurateur kind of guy. Very well, good stuff. And beautiful, beautiful layout, gorgeous, you know, like you said, great, great pillows. Gays yeah. are good with pillows. And so we go. Frank starts making the dip, having a good time. And, and like Johnny's like, you know, again, he's, he's getting, he's, he's just mad. He's like, you know, Whatever, Frank. Like you hear shit like that in the yeah. kitchen. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. drama. So Frank brings out the dip, and I mean, this is like a hell of a batch. Like yeah. he he had you know toasted warm pita, the ranch dip. He gave me like a like a like a Bud Light seltzer. And you'd been drinking already. I've been drinking already. So we're eating this dip, and it's so good. It's like it's like warm. The bread's warm. I'm like, this is literally heaven. Like, yeah. give me your cock. Yeah. Put it in my mouth. I <laughs> yeah. want it in my mouth for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And so it was awesome. And they, then the arguing picks up a bit. Cause again, it's just like, imagine like, you know, you're drunk with your wife, like you start and there's pro it's yeah. the same shit, but now it's two guys. Yeah. So it's like, it gets, it gets the octane goes up in a gay fight very quickly. I did not know that Yeah. because it's two men fighting at the end of the day, big egos, all that. So Johnny says to Frank, you know, they're mumbling shit. And then Johnny out of nowhere, she goes, says to Frank, she goes, Johnny goes, I know you're cheating on me, motherfucker. Like that, motherfucker. And then Frank's like, shut up, Johnny. No, I'm not. He goes, I have the proof. I know you're cheating on me, motherfucker. I have the proof. He's like, sing it. I was like, oh my God. I was like, listen. And you're just watching this? I'm like just watching this. And I'm saying to myself, I've been, you know, I've been in a relationship with a Puerto Rican girl for close to 10 years. They have the proof. So you, if they're saying you need to cop to it now, that the only way is to say, oh, I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It was, I fucked up. I was in Tuscaloosa. There was nothing to do. And I, and I ate some farmer's ass. I'm sorry. So, so it happens. Uh, you know, just own up to it. You know, they'll go to bed. And if you keep lying, this is where it gets bad. Yeah. And then Frank goes, no, I didn't. And Johnny goes, I have the text. Do you want me to read them? And then Frank, I guess, makes this split decision to say, I'm caught. I'm fully caught. Chris is here. Yeah. There's no way out of this unless I just drop a nuke. Yeah. And I guess that's what his split second decision sure. was. And again, what am I going to do? Keep in mind, we're on the 38th floor of a beautiful, like, luxury Manhattan building. They had the door open, the balcony out there, you know. Sure. Beautiful. It, options are cop to it or drop a bomb. Drop that's a, it. That's the only yeah. options right here. So Frank decides, option two, I'll drop a bomb. Oh, and Frank says to him, I swear to God, I'm eating the, I'm like watching this. Like I'm eating the <laughs> ranch. Like, I'm the sucking it off the pita. It's great. Dude, I literally was amazing. So Frank says, you know what, Johnny? I am cheating on you. And guess what? I also gave you AIDS. 
So that that was the first time all night that I stopped eating. <laughs> Cause I said, whoa, wait, hold on, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I did not know that anybody here had AIDS. Right. Supportive of whatever you guys need from me. I want to just, Frank, did you wash your hands before you started making this dip? Because you've been slicing up limes. Were there any small cuts? Like, I can't, sw- I don't know if AIDS gets killed in the gastrointestinal system. Like, I can't necessarily come home with AIDS because Jasmine's not going to believe that I got it from you. She's yeah. going to think that I got it from that girl in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So, so, so he goes, so I'm like stunned, right? The whole thing changes. Now, obviously, that's a moment. That's a moment. It's three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, am I drunk? Are we on drugs? What's happening? So then Johnny goes, that's real fucking nice, Frank. Real great, motherfucker. You gave me AIDS? (laughs) And then I was like, what is my night right now? People are screaming, you gave me AIDS. I I I don't know what's happening, okay? So a couple of moments go by and Johnny just starts pacing. Just starts pacing, and then Frank is just kind of like looking at him, looking like I saw a part of Frank. Like Frank turned into a guy, like a real guy. Like what, motherfucker? Like you want to fight me about it? Like it wasn't like a dainty yeah. gay man. It was like something came over. Like I'm fucking locked in on you now. Like say something stupid. So I'm thinking they're going to get into like an actual fist fight, and so I'm kind of standing up, you know, wanted to protect my friends. I know it's drunk. I was going to say like Frank, let's get out of here. Like stay with me, whatever. Like, I, I'm, like, going to witness, like, a real domestic dispute here. So, Johnny, with that, says, you know what, Frank, Chris, this is great. What a great night. What a great night we've all had. Because of you, Frank. Great night that we've all had. He goes, I bid you both a farewell. Walks towards the balcony, steps up onto the balcony on the 30th floor, jumps off. I hand to God jumps off frozen in time I'm Elsa frozen I literally don't know what to do Frank doesn't know what to do you guys are both standing there panicked like when something like that happens yeah when someone you witness a suey we yes. when that <laughs> when that happens there's no there's no playbook there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can say it just, you're frozen. So it felt like a lifetime, like truly, like just standing there in panic. It must have been an actual time, two seconds less. Because all of a sudden you hear, fuck, I think I broke my legs. I, we run over. He landed on the 36th floor. Because what happened was, is they had a short balcony, the 36th floor, they, this guy had like a jumbo apartment, Sticks balcony out. stuck out, like he had like a thousand square foot balcony. So he landed there. So I run over and I see him. I see him like laying, like, like his leg is bleeding. Like he has a compound fracture, bone stuck through the leg. Like literally, he, he had a Tom Segura fracture. So he literally bone out, bleeding out of the leg. So it's like crazy. So the man from the 36th floor heard a loud thud, turns on the light and runs out, like runs out to see. I, I don't know if they knew each other, but like runs out to see. And again, because just all in the moment, I swear to God, I yelled down from the 38th floor. I said, be careful. He has AIDS. <laughs> so don't touch his leg. It's bleeding. <laughs> it's 
So, so, and so Frank runs down, right? I call 911. Because I have to. I, well, yeah. I, I have to. This I, is one of those moments. I have to. I, I felt like a bit of a rat, like ratting on my friends, but it wasn't even that. I was like, I need to get this guy assistance. I need to, I can't be caught in all this. Like, nobody should even know that I'm here. I'm going to anonymously call 911 and leave. So I call 911, tell him the address would ever come. With that, Frank comes running back up the stairs. He goes, Johnny's down there. He's like in a lot of pain. He goes, I got I to gotta look for like a tourniquet or something. I was like, all right, Frank, I call 911. They're on the way. I, you know, I'm going to go. He goes, oh, you can't leave. You ha- I, can't, I need you, Chris. Please. He's like, I need you. I need you. I need you here for like support. I need you. I was like, all right, well, like, what do you want me to do? He's like, just help me find something for like a tourniquet. And this is New York City, like whatever it was, maybe three, four years ago. This is when the cops would come. This is like, you know, yeah. this before Bill de Blasio ruined our city. Yeah. This is when the cops would show up. So... They must have been on a call, like maybe like even in the building, because dude, they showed up, EMTs showed up to the 38th floor, maybe within 90 seconds. Really? Okay. Now this is where it gets unbelievable, but this is where it's as true as true can be. And this is, I, 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 this is a 100% true fact. I couldn't believe when this was happening. I was like, am I in, I thought I was in a sketch. At this point, I thought maybe, maybe I did get SNL. Maybe I did get it and I've just forgot. Yeah. So, you know, police, uh, EMTs ring the bell, you know, here, 911. I hope again, I don't, I want to be anonymous here. I'm, I'm in an apartment at three 30 in the morning with two gay men. I don't, this is not a good look, you know, support the gay community, but it's like, I don't need this. Yeah. So I open the door to let the EMT in. It's my first cousin, Mark. On my father's side. Your first cousin. My father's brother's son, Mark. My first cousin, Primo. First blood relative who is an EMT in New York City. He's the one that shows up to the call. I don't want anyone to know I'm there. It is my first cousin who I've known my whole life. Was at his birthday party six months before. My dad, he, he opens the door and I opened the door and I was like, Mark? He was like, Chris? And he sees Frank sweating you know, like just dripping in sweat. He hears his queen husband 20 feet below screaming that his leg's broken. I have ranch dip, which looks like cum all over my lips. And I swear to Christ, Marks, I swear to Christ. The, the first thing he said to me, he goes, I'm not going to tell your father. And I was like, yeah, but it's not what you think it is. He was like, all Whatever. this is safe with me. Yeah. We're here on a medical. This is business. This is a medical call. Take me to the victim. You do whatever you want to do in yeah. your off time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, Dude, he goes, this is, I got, it's patient confidentiality. Your father will never know. I was like, dude, I'm not gay. I'm here. They're my friends. <laughs> yeah, and then, sure. And then he goes, whatever, dude, just take, get me to the, I need to help the guy. So we go down there, help. I go down there with them to the ambulance, whatever. They're loading him into the ambulance, you know, big air cast on his leg, fucking stretcher. As they're loading, um, as they're loading Johnny in, you know, I'm there with Frank. I'm not going to go with him to the hospital, but I'm, I'm there. Frank says to Johnny, he goes, "Honey, you know I was kidding. I don't have AIDS." And then Johnny goes, "I know." She goes, "I know." We got excited. I said, whoa, 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 "What do you mean you know?" I said, "Frank's like sometimes we get crazy when we fight." I was like, "He just did a backflip off of Manhattan High Rise." <laughs> what are you talking about? He goes, "This is how we get. We just get crazy. This is like a normal fight." So then I find out that he's, for fun, jumped from the 38th to the 36th floor multiple times. 
What? Some are, like they've done that. They do meth. That's what they do. Multiple times when that man hasn't been home, they've jumped down, then went, you know, gotten back up. Like they've done that. I, do- I bid you both farewell. I bid you both a farewell. So they, he knew that I did not know that, but he knew. And the thing is with like a gay fight like that is that happens like crazy level of fighting. Yeah. They were in Turks and Caicos a week later, rehabbing his leg. Two weeks later, they're in Turks. Like nothing ever happened. When meanwhile, you know, like with Jazz and you know, Puerto Rican girl, it's like, I remember one time I accidentally, accidentally liked one of her sister's bathing suit pics on Instagram. And I woke up with a knife in my sternum. Seriously? Yeah. She was not fucking around. You had so scrolled and hit it? Yeah, I hit it. It was a full action. You ever scroll and hit follow and go, I don't want to follow, and then hit unfollow? Yeah, and then it looks and even then, worse. Wait, and then the person, uh, I've had a person notice. Yeah. They go, did, did you just follow me and yeah. unfollow me? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, did, I was just a thumb thing. I didn't yeah. really want to follow I you. Didn't really, yeah, I, I, um, I've, I have. And, 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 and so that literally, that story, because people, you know, I've told that on stage. I, I think I put it in a special or online or something. And uh, oh no, I put it on my album, uh, Chrissy New York Comedy Club, which is out now. And um, and um, oh my God. I uh, and people like that didn't happen. And I'm telling you, Tom, it happened. It's one of the craziest all stories. Mark, it, all up to Mark, it happened. And does does Mark does Mark know know? Has Mark heard you tell the story? The only thing I've changed is Mark's name. It's his yeah. name is not Mark. Yeah, but because I just don't, you know. But has he heard the story told? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Dude, it's fucking crazy." He was yeah. like, yeah, "I know you were gay since you're five. I'm like, I'm not gay. He's, he's still, but my whole family's like, "You're gay." <laughs> but like my dad, but my dad's a kind of old school guy. They think uh, my dad thought I was gay because I loved blueberries when I was a kid. Like yeah. it's that my dad's an old Kids school guy. Blueberries, blueberries. Kids yeah, gay. Like, like I had a stiff neck. I, I, uh, it's just getting better now. But I took my kids to Disney, and I had a stiff neck, and um. And, you know, you get a stiff neck. Like, uh, yeah. my, I was holding my kids all day. And uh, very logical explanation. Why, no, no reason to say anything. Yeah. I have stiff neck, no problem. My father wasn't with us. It was just me, Jazz, and the kids. And my dad called to check in. He was like, whoa, what's up, Chrissy? How's Disney? I was like, ah, it's good, you know. I was having fun. I just got this stiff neck. He was like, whoa, are you blowing goofy? <laughs> I was like, what? And he was on speaker. So I was yeah. like, now the kids are like, what? Jasmine's looking at me like, your dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how he is. Yeah. Yeah. Even this, even these, the first thing I get these glasses. I got to tell you, I think it's, I think the most remarkable thing that I've heard this whole time talking to you is just that Tampa Tony was willing to do intermittent fasting. I oh, yeah. feel like an old school guy would be like, I'm not going to fucking eat in a window at yeah. time. Yeah. But he actually is doing it. He's doing it because he's kind of like, it's, you know, he saw the results I was getting. And then, you know, my, my stepmom is also doing it. And she's like great at like keeping him, you know, on time. And, uh, and, and yeah, so, so he's like, uh, he's like, um, you know, doing it and, and you know but whatever dude and it's one of those things like you know he's got the gay jokes he's like yeah I just can't eat cum after midnight like things <laughs> we're like shut up just and you can it's protein and he's it's, sticking it's, he's sticking to he's doing a 16 hour fast he's sticking to the 16 hours which and you know it's crazy like you know he's a diabetic you know all those things but I just said dad like he's on all these medicines I was like just do it and his blood sugar he said is still like over it's still in the diabetic range but he's dropped like 60 points on his blood sugar wow like for and me lost how much weight he's lost 45 pounds wow yeah wow. yeah and he and he said he was like i want to stop at 45 cuz that's my favorite president i was like okay nice nice dad and um and so i was at the daytona 500 and, uh, i saw these dudes that had shirts that said 45 
and it was in the American flag color. <laughs> yeah. And then underneath it, 47. <laughs> so he's going to be... Yeah, that's it. He's coming back. Coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, you're going to start to see... very... Yeah. Oh, the DeSantis ones too are going to be good. Oh, yeah. They're going to be yeah. very good. Yeah. Yeah. I have... Like, like I have a friend who like, he told me who he voted for by just his new tattoo. He got a tattoo, you know, a couple of years ago, right? When Trump was getting elected, he got a tattoo uh, right before Trump got elected. And he was like, look at my new tattoo. And he took his shirt off and it was his back. And it was um, Jesus Christ with the holes in his hand with each twin tower going through each hole in his hand. And it just said, New York City, America. I was like, yep. Donald Trump. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking Donnie wild. T. That's a Donnie. T. You know what T.T. Jerry told me too? Because he was in prison when the elections were happening. Everybody from the prisoners to the correctional officers, everybody loved Trump. Really? Everybody, he said every inmate wanted Donald Trump. Black, white, it didn't matter. Because of his shit talking style? That's what they like. Because he's like, fuck you. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's what they like. But I was like, that was interesting. I would think that they wouldn't like that. But but yeah, so. That adds up to me, actually. Because yeah. I get that when people, like, when you would talk to people even during his presidency and yeah. when, it, when it got really heightened and people were like, how much, you know, people hated him so much. Right. And then people would be like, I love him. And like. One of the things that made a lot of sense was somebody being like, actually, what I like is that he's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Fuck you. Know, oh, that's what they're yeah. embracing. That yeah, but, but like, you know, yeah. yeah but it's like, talk shit about me? Because he, he keeps a list, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's he remembers the reporters that write articles. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to talk to you. Next. Like, yeah. that shit that presidents don't do. <laughs> they don't and do. they were like, I like that uh, guy. I like that guy. Yeah. yeah, I know. Now politics, it's kind of sucks that politics have become like a thing. Like, I mean, obviously, you can make decision and talk about it, but on comedy, it's just so fucking divisive where I just. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, now what I do is any type of even on the line political thing I want to say, I just say my dad said it. I just do it. Oh, my dad did this thing, but it's really like, you know, I yeah. said it. Yeah, I yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I was the one who stopped at 45 pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, I, I used, I would, I would take things that um, I had said and attribute them to my dad too. Yeah, I, yeah, I, did, yeah. I did. That's the way to get around it. Yeah, you got to get around it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like I like all white neighborhoods. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, I like knowing who my neighbors are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, same. My, that's what I mean. My dad's that's where my dad lives. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> are you gonna go to Tampa anytime soon? <laughs> yeah, I actually am. April first. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Right when this? Yeah, come see me in Tampa, Tonya. We'll be there April first at the uh, Tampa Theater. What's it? Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. And I'll be here back in Austin. I'm doing um, Moon Tower um, I'm, uh, Wednesday, April uh, 14th or 15th at the April? Par Paramount. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm, I think I'm the first show of Moon Tower on that Wednesday and then the next day, San Antonio. Fucking A, man. Yeah. I think Paramount's, Paramount's almost sold out, though. So Paramount's great. Yeah, dude. I know. I've, 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 I've actually never, uh, I've never um, performed there. I've only ever done the Vulcan in Austin. Oh, you're gonna so love it's great. it. Yeah, so you're gonna it is. Love it. it is great too, because like sometimes like I try to also remain grateful. Like I always wanted, you know, as we're going through this, you know how it is. Like, you know, you start this thing you're, when you're headlining. You know, no ticket sales, connecting flights, hotels off the yeah. side of the highway, and you just, you know, I would go to every city. I'd be like, go to the downtown area and look at the theater and be like, one day manifest it, like one yeah. show, do that, and then that happens, and you forget about the old you, yeah, of and course. you're like, ah, I'm only ninety percent sold out. Get all that shit out the window. It's like, I'm very grateful for all the fans that are coming out. So I appreciate everybody coming. I feel like coming. Chrissy D has, or Chrissy Glasses has like this really done a lot of work on his, um, you know, perspective and his emotional. Yeah. 
IQ, his EQ? Yes. I've, I've, um, I've been trying. And it all is the, um, it all is the ramblings of a madman. And this is the personality that popped up today for this hour plus of uh, podcasting was this, this personality. But make no mistake, this personality yeah. who is here is a fraud, is a liar, <laughs> and will murder the real Chris tonight in his hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. It'll do such massive numbers. It's going to be great, dude. I got to say, if, I, if, this guy, if this guy, if I didn't know you and this guy walked in, I'd be like, look, this guy is either yeah. about to rob us yeah. or to talk us into some shit that we're going to sign and yeah. really deeply regret. Yeah, do it. Do it. Just do it. And then just promise you'll give my family some of uh, percentages of the Hawaii shirts. Oh, for sure. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I want. You got it, dude. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Hawaii shirts are on fire. I love them. I've got to, one. I want to talk about Hawaii. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you for coming. It's Thanks always fun to see you. Uh, real quick, you can also check out Hey Babe and Chrissy Chaos. Uh, Chris's podcast is special, especially Weshi on Netflix. Super Maximum Retro Radio out now on Vice TV. And of course, the Right Intention Wrong Move Tour. Tickets are at chrisdcomedy.com. Radio City Music Hall. One of the greatest, most legendary venues in the world. He'll be doing that. Few tickets left. It is going down September 22nd. And by the time this comes out, we may have added uh, Australia dates. First time in Australia. The best. So come if you, if you can. If those are up, go get them. Down Under is the best. You'll love, love it. it. You'll love it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, babe. See you guys next time. Bert and Tom. Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur photology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears One Cave.